you know, what was Carolina thinking letting a Calder finalist go? Well, um, you know, that's, that's, you know, you'd have to ask them why, why they were comfortable doing that. I don't know. You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network. New shows every day. Find us at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. What's going on, boys? Another fun one, eh? Um, <laughs> all right. Yeah, we can. We get to have fun tonight. Um, all right, it's Thanksgiving Eve. Um, I guess uh, if there's any Canadians out there, you, you have a day of, of football to watch tomorrow. Uh, so that's always fun. But uh, uh, what are we thankful for? Um, uh, you could. <laughs> you got to drill it down, right? Because uh, we could start talking about Ned, start talking about Lucas Raymond. Of course, we've loved everything we've we've seen from more insiders so far, and uh, hopefully, I'll I'll have Mike joining me here in a little bit. Um, he uh, he should be on his way. But um, what are we thankful for? We're we're thankful for the man that's putting it all together. God damn! Um, clearly, we just you know the last episode we were in, we were just introducing uh, the idea that. Uh, we're back in the fight for Shane Wright. Um, but this is it, right? This is where we have to come to that realization that it, uh, it's it's what Mike said um, makes the most sense through that episode. We're a 500 team. So, of course, there's going to be ebbs and flows. A 500 team has the highs and they have the lows. Didn't mean for that to rhyme, but it did. Um, so since it's just me right now, um, and I'm, I'm going to be, I'm going to be stumbling through this. I, I did see, we already had some good questions going on in the chat. So why don't we, why don't we focus there until, uh, Mike's able to, uh, to join us if he does. Uh, but, um, Jared threw out there, who were, who were the first, uh, second and third stars? I don't know if anybody answered that question, uh, for Jared, but I know, uh, I know we can look it up on the app, but I, I got to tell you guys, if your first start tonight was not, Nadelkovich, you're doing hockey wrong. You, <laughs> this, is, this is something where we're going to take a look at the analytics as well. Uh, and I'm pretty sure Ned's going to finish with with plus 96% um, save percentage, at least the, the last I looked. That's what I was seeing. Um, oh, you know what? The Red Wings just tweeted it out. That's pretty nice. No, they didn't. They just tweeted out number three. All right. So I guess, I guess Fabry was number three star. Um, can I, I don't know. That's kind of a wet fart pick, right? Got an empty netter. I, I don't know. Wouldn't you give it to Bertuzzi for that pass? But anyway, your number three is Robbie Fabry. Number two, uh, D boss and number one, like I said, should be Ned, Ned all the way. Um, I mean, it was highlight real save after highlight real save. Uh, it's, it's goes well beyond analytics tonight. This was where, um, we had some of our friends on Twitter that were thrown out there, uh, you know, like, uh, Jake Rivard, that this was some Hashik like goaltending and hyperbole be damned. Right. Um, it, that's, <laughs> that's your upper echelon. That's your elites of the elites that you're comparing them to. But how do you watch that game and not have that thought? Like it wasn't just about having 
like a sound technique. It wasn't just about having, um, you know, a pretty good save percentage. Ned was playing balls off the wall. I mean, jumping from one side of the post to the other, or I should say one side of the net to the other, blocking shots. Uh, it, it was crazy. It it really was disgusting when you think about it. I mean, it, it's something where that has to happen uh, because uh, because this team just was not playing well in their own zone. Uh, but everybody, here to welcome my good brother, there he is, Mike. Woo! Yeah. What Matt, a win. Last, last episode, the season was over. <laughs> and tonight, we're back. No. We're back. <laughs> yeah, I so got I'm in the of middle of, uh, of discussing why uh, or, or who who could be more deserving of uh, the first star than, uh, than Ned. But um, I'm going to That's what I was going to say. Yeah. Nadelkovich. Oh, my goodness. Um. I'm going to try and pull up that first save that really blew everybody's mind. And I was what really sucks about trying to be the guy that uh, keeps track of this stuff and posts it on Twitter so I can get free likes. Because uh, it's a great, you know, I'm pretty much just stealing for the Detroit Red Wings. But then I didn't get to see the next save that everybody else was talking about, which wasn't as great as this one once I did finally see it. But, uh, I mean, it, it, it was beaut. Yeah. And I, I think Osgood was touching on it, uh, too, after the game. Um that uh, this is important stuff to see, right? Because as much as we might like Grice, I mean, Nadelkovich, ideally, because of how young he is, we, we would like to see you be the future of this team. Um, and this was, you know, just another uh, notch on that resume about, you know, what, what he can bring to the table. Um, and it was kind of cute that uh, Kenny and uh, Mickey were bringing up, you know, he's wearing... Uh, 39, right. you know, Hashik's number. Um, he's, you know, he kind of looks like him too. Like, oh, you dirty dogs. Don't call him, don't call him the Dominator. But I, I mean, see, sty stylistically, I think you could definitely see where he apprenticed himself um, a little bit to the way Hashik played, right? This this is why we're brothers. Uh, because I, I had just finished saying that before you signed on. No kidding. So I, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> but this is, uh, I, I started the show with this, but I'm assuming not everybody saw it. But this is as good a time as any, Mike, with the points you're making. Uh, with this guy having to, uh, I mean, the hope is that he he grabs the reins to become our future. We come back to yeah. my favorite clip of Steve Iserman and Iserplan history is uh, the question from Brad Galley. What was Carolina thinking? And Steve's answer. You know, what was Carolina thinking letting a Calder finalist go? Well, um, you know, that's, that's, an, you know, you'd have to ask them why, why they were comfortable doing that. I don't know. <laughs> it will forever. It, that'll go down in history is one of the best answers. We really, in, we really uh, need to add their history. GM, I think. <laughs> I think we did. <laughs> Every time we reach for that. <laughs> it, it really is just a, a question that uh, Carolina would never even want to attempt to answer. Um, but yeah, they, 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 I don't want to say they screwed up because I'm pretty sure they're happy right now. But uh, I mean, they, they probably could have asked for a little bit more, right? Yeah, um, I, I don't like they're got happy any... where they're at in the standings right now. But uh, I don't, I know, give it up a, a third. It'd be even higher. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know if you got into your second, third stars. I assume Larkin was probably in there in some capacity. Yeah, Robbie Fabry was number three. Uh, can I? Uh, about can I pick somebody thing? else? Yeah, go ahead. Any anybody else? I, I'm fine with that. Um, if you were on Instagram and just kind of watching the game in the background, you did yourself a disservice. I hope you had the volume on 
because I would give the third star to that little Caesars Arena crowd. Um, Ooh, look at you getting this <laughs> brown nose points. This got to call them brownie points, but brownie nose points. Uh, <laughs> this team, you know, we all we all got really excited the first you know, a couple weeks of the season are like, wow, you know, maybe we'll be, uh, you know, maybe that eighth seed, maybe we're, maybe we're, we're coming up. And then uh, we got that rude awakening um, with that road trip. But the other thing to keep in mind um, was, you know, the Red Wings played, God, what was it like 20, like 20 games in like 37 days, something like that. So more than a game every other day, Jared, thanks for calling out the beanie, bro. Yeah. Um, but I mean, these retired legs, uh, playing on average more than a game every other day with the back-to-backs. Um, and so I, I don't think it was a surprise that, you know, we had the couple days off to get some practices in. Um, and then additionally, we got some home cooking and this wasn't, you know, a quiet arena. This was a raucous, uh, big drinking night the day before Thanksgiving, uh, arena. And they were singing <laughs> along, they were cheering. There's authentic Let's Go Red Wing chants, and I think that that definitely helped um, kind of energize that whole team. And they, they needed a game like this after that road trip. Um, yeah, I, I, there, there's something that just popped in my head, but I, w- I want to keep everything uh, positive uh, before I jump into this. Um, but yeah, this this was something for us. I think we'd, we'd have to go back to what we said in the last episode, and maybe, maybe we're not... Um, tucking our tail completely between our legs here but it was it was even mentioned uh by uh and I, I i hope you're watching right now so you can call it out and say i was the one that said that uh just throw it up in the comments but it, it was mentioned to us mike not to forget that when we were on that losing streak uh we were we were winding down from the most games played in the nhl uh so far through the season so we if you, if you want to talk about toughness of a schedule uh, in regards to your quality of your opponents, that's one thing. But to just have the most games played, especially with as young a team as you've got, and with what Jeff said so many times was you, you start to get away from the basics and uh, your your uh, routines break down, you know, the, the go-to plays kind of uh, escape your mind as uh, you fight – exhaustion like, like stamina becomes your biggest uh your biggest battle while you're on the ice and you forget to do the strategy that was built before the game even started so i th- i think what we saw tonight at least was i know ned bailed him out a lot but at least in that third period we saw you know the blues immediately tie the game up make it two to two but we saw we saw a lot of offensive fire and um you know, maybe Puck should have gone in tonight for Philip Sedina again, who led the team and expected goals for percent. He actually led the game, I think, and expected goals for percentage. Uh, but then you get, uh, you, you know, you get one back, right? If, if Sedina is going to be completely screwed out of a goal for the entire season or for the rest of the season, uh, you got to figure that's where Adam Ernie comes in and just whips one at the net. Uh, Pews just happened to be screening the goaltender at the exact right time, and uh, the puck the puck goes in. That's actually that's probably worth that's probably worth me searching uh, the old mentions for the yeah, uh, for the Ernie I, goal. I just, yeah, on that streak too, it it felt like the Red Wings were suddenly without any depth. Right, it looked like it was if the first line didn't score, it was going to be a rough night. Uh, but you know, I know one of the goals was empty net, but 
Fabry still had to hit one at a really tough angle. Um, you know, Ernie, like you mentioned, wasn't the hardest shot in the world, but sometimes you don't need the hardest shot in the world. You just need it in the right spot. Um, and so, we, yeah, we kind of had production uh, kind of spread out throughout the lineup a little bit. It, it always makes me feel a little bit better instead of, you know, hoping that Bertuzzi has another two or three goal night or, you know, just, my God, that we have to hope that little kid Lucas Raymond has to carry a, a, a team of grownups. You know, I, I know he can, uh, but I, I just, it makes me feel better watching a little bit of diversity on the, on the stat sheet. Yeah, it, it kind of felt like... Um like the right like the quintessential red wings game you're getting uh ned <laughs> standing on his head uh ned on his head yet lucas and bertuzzi doing some you know amazing just the magic that they've been able to create so far this season um it's just kind of i don't know to me i was i was ready for the uh i was ready for the puck bounces to kind of take us down and we we're just gonna go we we're gonna lose this game uh, but yeah, it was, it, it was this Ernie goal that I, I think, um, maybe breaks our puck luck break, you know, breaks the old, uh, yeah, it's, it's just what, what made it not like the regular, uh, bummer of a Red Wings game like this, this puck going in and, and hitting the back of the net is, is that big difference maker for us. And, uh, you're right about the Fabry empty net goal. Um, but that, th- this is another thing we have to come back to, um, Mike, those are the good things. And I am willing to say like, yes, they got the practices and we, you know, they, they aren't quite ready to, to enter that fight for Shane, Wright, Maybe, but uh, I did, you did miss, uh, I did uh, hail your, your comment from the last episode where you said, you know what they look like is a 500 team. (laughs) It goes back and forth and some nights you're going to have great nights and some nights not so great. Uh, But Mike, I think we could still make an argument here. Um, Mike Mort Cider turns in his absolute worst night so far, uh, from an expected goals for percentage. Uh, it's, it's, it, it did not look great. Uh, so far, the chemistry for Osterley and, and Cider is pretty far from the Nick Letty levels. Um, Mike, I mean, we talk about uh, if if anybody's watching this uh, or listen to it. Sorry, if anybody's listening to this right now. So this is uh, for all you podcast listeners. Uh, we're you're always looking for that fifty percent expected goals for to kind of be like uh, that, that's your measuring stick there. That's where you're at even. Uh, More insider Mike turns in an eleven percent tonight for expected goals for paired Ooh. with. Jordan Osterley, who comes in with a 16% expected goals for for the game, um, not not great, <laughs> not not great, Mike. Um, yeah. We we had been begging for uh, for Danny DeKaiser to to take a break, and and COVID did the work for us uh, for tonight. Uh, we do hope Danny's okay, but um, so far, Mike, if we're measuring it on this game, and I know Osterley's had his chances to, uh, he's gotten some minutes with Cider earlier in the year. Mm-hmm. This was, uh, this wasn't it. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know what anybody else saw. Um, I, 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 I hope, I hope I didn't miss something while I was watching this game. I, I thought to myself at one point during the game that I, I, I was like, what, what did happen to board cider? Um, did he completely disappear from this? And then uh, I take a look at this and I go, Oh, that's what's going on. Um, 
So I, I think it's worth a mention only because we're, we're going to talk out of both sides of our mouth and say, yes, the rest certainly helped. We got some great chances from the first line, and there was a good opportunity there where Ernie just decided to throw the puck at the net. But uh, the majority of these guys got outchanced and outplayed on five on five, and we gave up a power play goal. So there's a pretty good argument to be made here, Mike, that, I mean, this still wasn't a great game. And when you see Nadelkovic on, on his head like he was so many times tonight, uh, that kind of lends to that narrative a little bit. Yeah, I I mean, I, I think we played a more talented team. I don't think there's really any dispute in that. But right. uh, I think if you get a little home cooking, you can kind of uh, <laughs> skirt by uh, <laughs> statistics like this, where, uh, you know, maybe on, uh, you know, a neutral, neutral ice, you know, if we were just you know, playing out in the, you know, the mountains of Canada somewhere with, with no witnesses, we, we probably have gotten shellacked, but you know, this is, there's the human element involved. And, uh, when you're 500 ish team, um, like it looks more and more like what the Red Wings MO is going to be this season. I, yeah. It's just, this, this just kind of, you know, helps support that, that thesis. I, I will say this, um, getting out chance thoroughly. We, we also got uh, out power played. Uh, Mike, we go another game with zero power plays. Somehow the other team just is uh, immaculate uh, against us. <laughs> our, our opponents just do, uh, they, don't take, uh, they don't take penalties against us. So I saw it mentioned on Twitter a few times. That may have swayed things in in, uh, in a direction closer to, to even, but uh, I mean, even the statistics I'm talking about are five on five only, but um, at least maybe, and I, I pointed this out at the beginning of the second period, um, maybe one or two power plays coming our way would have, would have given Ned a breath, uh, <laughs> you know, once or twice uh, would have given us an opportunity to kind of reset there and, and focus in a different direction for a little bit. And I don't know. Um, maybe, maybe that's what cider needs every once in a while to reset. Uh, I, I don't know how to dissect this, but we just are not getting, we're not getting calls either. Um, we're not getting bounces and that's clear because uh, we have a pretty good expected goals for uh, percentage and total. Uh, and that goals, the actual goals for does not measure anywhere near that number. And uh, when it comes to the refs, trying to even things out it just doesn't happen so i guess i i guess i have a question for you um is there would you say there's almost a direct correlation between um i gotta imagine you have a tougher time winning if you have tons of penalty minutes do you know if historically that correlates where if you if you aren't getting penalties called against you you're also not a very good team because maybe you're not putting enough pressure on to make the other team feel like they have to, you know, interfere or trip uh, to prevent a goal. Yeah. I mean, from, from like top to bottom. Um, and and you know, you, you talk about the five on five statistics where we got outplayed uh, or I, I can make that argument. Um, if the other team has the puck and they're out possessing you and out chancing you, um, you're going to be the one that's getting the, the power plays. But um it still goes, you know, it, it's still one of those things. Like when you go back to like the NFL and they say every passing play, there's like 15 penalties that could get called. It's not like there isn't a penalty that, that, 
they're they're just playing a perfect game. That's that's not what's happening. And also, if you look at that Moritz Sider penalty late in the game, that was that was some weak ass baloney. Um, that was that was not a strong penalty to call, especially when it was already zero uh, to two in uh, in the power play count. Mike, can you believe it? DraftKings is recognizing our favorite sport. We do a podcast about hockey, and we are finally able to discuss the fact that they're an official sports betting partner of the NHL. Um, let's let's go, right? That's what I'm ready to say. Matt, I've had enough talking about the other sports. Stop for a big boy sport. The <laughs> NHL. That's National Hockey League. That season is underway. DraftKings Sportsbook and unofficial. Sports betting partner of the National Hockey League has an unbelievable offer to celebrate the greatest sport on ice, nay, the greatest sport on earth. New customers can bet just $1 on any NHL game and win $100 in free bets if either team scores a goal. Doesn't matter if it's a one time clapper. Oh, gotta be a, or a slapper, maybe, or a deft uh, deflection. However, they light the lamp, you win. If sports what if sport... it's some nasty sauce? All right, go What on. if it's an empty netter? Still counts on the stat sheet, my man. If Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, DraftKings won't leave you empty-handed. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes all season long with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Sports Contests. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code THPN. Throw down $1 on any NHL game and win 100 in free bets if either team scores a goal this week one puck in the net nets you a big win with promo code thpn at DraftKings sportsbook an official sports betting partner of the nhl must be 21 or older new jersey indiana or pennsylvania only new customers only minimum five dollar deposit one dollar wager required one per customer restrictions apply see draftkings.com sportsbook for details gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER I was just going to give you three teams from the top and the bottom. You ready yeah. for this? Go. For most penalty minutes this season, and I know contextually, like we talked about, um, you know, some of these teams have played a lot more games, but top three for, like, game right now for penalty minutes, games played 19, 21, 18. Number one, I don't think there's any surprise that it's Arizona. Number two, Montreal. Um, and these are the teams that have the most penalty minutes um, called on them. Number three is Tampa. And number four is the Kraken. So it kind of feels like Tampa's kind of a weird outlier here. And then to look at the teams with the least amount of penalty minutes called against them, Matt, 32 is the Kings. And then we have the Penguins, Capitals, Maple Leafs, and Bruins. Hmm. Yeah, that stat is all over the map. <laughs> yeah, I'm, uh, I'm pulling it up myself right now, and I'm seeing different numbers, so I... Uh oh. See, my problem. My problem is, I went to NHL.com. You probably went to a more reputable source. Well, I'm at, I'm at Hockey Reference. Um, yeah, that's the problem. There you go. <laughs> I shouldn't have gone to NHL.com. That was my first mistake. Well, it's, it's just it's it's funny because now that I'm looking at this um, power play opportunities against, so we're we're taking this conversation into areas it doesn't need to go into. At all, because it's going to go against, uh, I guess, where our argument was going. So power play opportunities against. Right. So they're at a penalty killing situation. Um, This is crazy. Top four teams, Carolina Hurricanes, 
Calgary Flames, Florida Panthers, Washington Capitals. Woo! Um, what? <laughs> uh, so that, uh, yeah, thanks, hockey reference. All right. <laughs> yeah, we got to do some real digging uh, through that statistics. I, I thought we had something there. Well, they all have great penalty kill percentages too, so that uh, that that that's more or less where you want to go for who's successful and who's not. But I I, I know what you're talking about. Like, what, <laughs> it's just uh, the hypothesis did not <laughs> match. Uh, and that's test. okay. Yeah, yeah I'm not going to dig my heels in if the numbers say otherwise. That's okay. Yeah. <laughs> all right, um, where are we going next with this conversation? Uh, this this is all over the place. I, I got to go to the comments because I. Uh, I'm not yeah, sure we haven't had a comment up here. Let's get those in here. Yeah, we've we I mean we've gotten a ton of comments. Mike, um Ernie and Zadina doesn't sound bad. I think there was a uh, I saw another comment for uh, putting lines together. Uh and I'm trying to find that. But uh Ernie and Zadina playing on the same line is that uh we could start with performance art there. I, I pretty I'm pretty sure that delved into some some deeper line combinations, but uh that's the first one I could find here. Sorry to whoever threw in that first comment. Um, Mike, Ernie and Zadina playing together. What do you think? That that means uh, probably Fabry's uh, getting a demotion. Or Ernie, Ernie is technically on the wing, right? Was that? Ernie's technically on the wing, right? Yeah. Uh, I, I just I don't know if that really matters as much. I, I still feel like the issue is who's playing center because I. I just wish that we could afford to have Zadina, you know, maybe bump down to a second or third line with, you know, a bug down to the second line. It, it It's more about who's ever playing center for me. So I, I'm not against that idea to see if that finally gets some some pucks to go in. But I, I still think that the issue is I, I don't know if Pews should be up that high. And we, you know, we haven't seen a lot from our, our favorite number 27, Matt. Um, and now we don't even have Mitchell Stevens to try out. Um I don't know what we're going to get out of Valeno. <laughs> did I get Rasmussen's number right? Yeah, you did. Oh, okay. Um, I, were yeah. you being sarcastic? No, I wasn't. I, I just, oh. I think, I think Zadina's just going to have to, you know, hang out for a bit until we get a center. Well, yeah, if we go back to, uh, if we go back to evolving hockey and the, the expected goals for percentages for, for tonight's game, uh, Moritz Sider was second worst, uh, Worst was was Michael Rasmussen. Turns into seven point five three percent. The only expected goals for percentage. Yeah, you don't see numbers that low too often. I gotta I gotta say, and as high as Zadina's is at seventy nine point four four, you don't see that too often either. But Zadina's been turning in a lot of those. Um, I I don't know. We're, we're obviously you want to give this a full season if uh, we're going to talk about Zadina again uh, before you want to like make a real determination of what's going on because you don't want to look at a guy who's on the ice limits chances gets a ton of chances on net and then we're like well he just sucks because the puck doesn't go in no surely there's an argument that could start in that direction like if somebody if we found out he's never going to score again and we knew that of course we don't want him on our team like what if you know if you could look ahead mike and see that sadina when he's on the ice, a puck will never go in the net again. Of course you don't want him on your team. But there's nothing in the analytics that suggests that would ever happen. If anything, all it does is suggest that at one of these, one of these days, it's going to be an eight-goal night. Can I ask and it's, you? Yeah, go ahead. Do the Red Wings rent 
uh, listeners, do you all put Zadina in the same bucket as a Rasmussen? Because I feel like when you watch Rasmussen, you're like, oh, he just can't skate, so this is kind of his ceiling. But Zadina, we, is there a consensus that we all kind of feel he's snake bit, right? I, I mean, I hope I hope everybody's thinking that. I do still get the tweets. We I got one earlier today that said that uh, he was horse duty. Uh, performance art coming in. Uh, he wanted to do Fabry, Ernie, and Zadina. So, so is it Fabry uh, at the center of performance art? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Fabry. Uh, remember, Fabry turned in uh, part of the season. Actually, even had some uh, some center sh- uh, shots. It just doesn't year, seem like, like the Red Wings are super high on him being a center. I think they saw enough last year, right? Like, if you're gonna if you're gonna go at a forty percent clip, you get to say that's not a thirty percent clip at the, in the faceoff dot. And then, um, I mean, if he's if he's gonna help produce some offense, I I'd say it's fine. I mean, I'm a, uh, I'm a big time mark for Fabry, man, big time mark. But I just I always feel like they feel better putting him on the wing. Um, Eric throws it out there. Zadina is snake bit soap dish. Z is a high end player playing with third liners. That oof, there's so much truth to that. Do you know what Zadina kind of looks like to me? He looks like when Larkin was playing by himself when Mantha and Bertuzzi were both out. So it, it looks like it, a talent. It looks like a talented guy just kind of playing with himself. Um, <laughs> so Soapdish, I'm I'm right up there with you. I agree. Now Soapdish uh, doesn't want to put Fabry at center. I, I I still think it if if it's about trying to find or make something work here, I'm fine putting I'm fine putting Fabry at center after he played uh, he played almost all of last season at center and then a little bit this year. I mean Fabry was their go-to again when Dylan Larkin goes down. So I I gotta believe that they don't hate it too much. It's just not their their go-to. They brought it. They signed Pew Suter to be a center. So clearly that that wasn't their favorite thing, but. I, I don't know if you look at Pew Suter, you look at Rasmussen right now. Um, I mean, Valeno got hurt today. Uh, so we got to, we'll find out later, you know, what that means going forward. I wouldn't say I'm like totally in love with Joe Valeno and he absolutely needs to play on the second line either. So Fabry's getting a shot at center on the second line. I'm fine with it because I'm just at this point, I've got a jumble of darts in my hand and I'm going to throw them at the dartboard to see what works. Cause we've got a first line. And uh, even though we talked about it in the last episode, that's probably the last thing Jeff's going to do is break up that first line to make, to make Zadina work. So give that a shot first and then break up the first line. Yeah. I don't know um, if it's going to be for me, um, Zadina, Puse and Ernie. Um, just try to let Ernie kind of, you know, bang around Zadina do some playmaking and Puse, man, maybe maybe this combo will work. And maybe that's where I would try like Fabry centering the third line um, with a Rasmussen and a fill in the blank on the other side. And uh, to answer Doc's question, uh, Valeno did not finish the game, I believe, uh, after the second period. So, uh, yeah, we, we, I don't know exactly what happened yet. Uh, maybe they ask in the press conference and we have an answer. I can pull up uh, good old Max Boltman here. See uh, if he has any updates. Friend of the show? Friend of the show, Max Boltman. That's right. Uh, I don't see anything yet. Um, but yeah, Doc, it uh, looks like at least he's out. he was out for the rest of this game after the second. Um, hopefully it's it's not longer. That's a whole other bag of worms, Mike. You ready to bring up Berggren if uh, Valeno's out? 
are you going to be doing Chase Pearson because he's more of a fit on the fourth line than Berggren would be? Matt, this season doesn't matter. Give me Berggren. <laughs> Let him learn. This doesn't matter. How about, about, about Zadina, Fabry, Berggren? There, there's your second line. 50 goals each for each one of those boys to end the season. I thought you were going to say good. on both sides of the ice. 50, 50 goals, goals in, 50 goals out. Well, you got Fabry out there, so clearly. <laughs> Um, I, I mean, yeah, that, those, those are way more fun conversations. Let's, uh, you know, instead of focusing on Valeno being hurt, let's, let's focus on who's coming up next. And, uh, no, number one on my list of who I want to see is Berggren. Um, and probably last on the list of who we're going to see is Berggren. <laughs> I, I, I would, uh, bet, uh, what is it? Dollars to donuts. Is that the turn of phrase that, uh, we see Chase Pearson over, over Berggren. Yeah, Doc wants to see him too. Yeah, I mean, Chase will probably get called up and it'll be a collective mouse fart um, if I can quote a Stephen King movie. I, I don't know. I, I, I don't think anyone's clamoring to see him, are, are we? All right, here we go. I, I, I Is just... it going to be Hirose again, Matt? Getting a cameo? No, because they, they're going to need they're going to need somebody with some some center experience in there so Berggren has the center experience over in Sweden and then um and then yeah Chase is is just you know he's he's it I I think he's the fourth line center uh I I thought that he would get a shot before Mitchell Stevens and then we saw how great Mitchell Stevens was all right so Jared what do we got here second line of a plus minus of zero oh that's what you're doing I thought you were naming Elon Musk's next baby I was gonna ask Oh, what the hell was going on there? <laughs> That's not an O. You don't owe that. He was, that <laughs> he's got that stupid name for his baby. Where it's all right. I'll give you credit characters. for that one, man. I'll give yeah. you credit for that. Oh, oh, not Elon Musk. Class it up, man. <laughs> not our overlord. Come on, man. Um, um Soapdish is on board for some Bergeron action. Uh, but again, isn't no, Berger another no reason wing? to rush him though? Damn it, soap dish! <laughs> Don't Stop being so pragmatic in. and ra- rational. Damn it! <laughs> but uh, he's got a lower chance of coming up, right? Because he plays more on the wing. Yeah, and I, Chase, just Chase actually plays center. If you if you look at his uh, his draft page, his draft prospectus, it was uh, center slash right wing. And then he's been moseying on over to right wing ever since. Um, ever since he did get drafted. So there's there's experience there, like I said, but I doubt that with him playing so much time on wing that they're gonna go. You know what? Call him up to the NHL. Have him center. Have him center line in his first go. <laughs> um, I, I did. Uh, I do. I do like the Fabry at center and doing. Uh, is Tristan here tonight? Uh, I don't see Tristan. Unfortunately, only reason I ask is uh, I forgot that Red Savage also plays center. One of his heroes. Yeah, I doubt we're going to see Red. Um, I mean, he's not lighting it up, but, you know, he's got a cool name. So, I, I <laughs> Yeah, that's, I don't know. That's just, uh, I, I, I can't imagine. Uh, like, how many different hoops are we going to have to jump through to make that happen? Um, <laughs> Quite a few. I, I know. <laughs> All right. Um uh, I'm kind of uh, stalling out here. I know we have um, we have some pre-vacation uh, uh, episodes we need to record, Mike. So 
uh everybody if if you want to throw in your your parting thoughts uh or or tell us uh you know what mike tell us what you're most thankful for mike because i i gave my answer maybe maybe you've got a a similar one and then i'll let you know what i said at the uh at the start of the show yeah, i i got a real cheese ball answer um i am not just thankful for the the red wing rant faithful here um but my god it's 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 been years since we had watchable Red Wing hockey where I don't just maybe turn on the highlights, you know, for a few minutes. I'm, I'm like, I'm geared in, I'm focused, I'm distraction free to watch like competitive hockey. As long as you're watching a home game, don't turn on the road games. But as long as you're watching a home game, Matt, I'm thankful that I can finally say, you know, I'm a Red Wing fan out loud. It's not an embarrassment. They they look they look formidable at times. Yeah, you can no, see I, the flashes of what the team can look like when they're when they're back on top. No, you're right. Um, I uh, at the beginning of the show, I, I said it's it's got to be the Iser plan kind of. I mean, it's like a similar answer, right? Because it's it's coming to fruition. So it's it's something where you could look at Ned, celebrate what a great trade that was. You could look at uh, Mo Sider and Lucas Raymond and say, man, these guys look so good. Uh, NHL 22 was forced to upgrade the the overall of Lucas Raymond finally, and um, you know all, all right. of that. All right, all 72. Those... There you go. He's an 84 now. Wow, he's a big boy. Nice. Um, so you could look at all those little individual individual parts, but certainly it's it's got to be having one of the best GMs in the NHL. Um, yeah, as we uh, as we kind of wrap up here, uh, Jared's pointing out that Pearson does have uh, ten points in fourteen games so far for Grand Rapids, who is six five and two right now. Uh, he continues to point out, um, yeah, I, I I still think Chase is our man. I think um, again, I I think he fits that fourth line uh, model, and uh, I think I think he'd be a great call up uh, if if Felino is. Unfor- you know, would unfortunately be hurt, but uh, I mean, I get to toot my horn because I've been asking for Chase to get called up for a while now. So this will just be that uh, that opportunity. Um, and of course, when he looks like crap, I will never mention it again and we'll be done. And then Matt will never <laughs> get excited for another prospect or uh, Grand Rapids uh, favorite ever again. I mean, are we... Uh... Just before we go to, are are we about to pillage uh, some some garbage teams? Are we looking at like uh, like a Dylan Strom from Chicago? I don't think we're at that point, right? Like we don't we don't need to give up anything. We're we're not trying to. I I would like ask. you do that. I would ask. I would make a call. I'd say I you know not a call, maybe a text. I would say right now I, I'm not ready to do any move to fill out our roster when we have we have options in Grand Rapids because we're we're not looking we're not looking to make sure we stay in the playoff hunt. So right. Like if you go back go back a couple of weeks, we win those last four games and we we had done that uh, you know, the 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 other four game streak that we were hoping for that would have given us a five game winning streak. You're talking about a nine game winning streak, Mike, and you're going into Thanksgiving. Um, and then Valeno goes down, you're without Mitchell Stevens. And now you're like, okay, this team has played at a level that's so great that they're on a 10, nine or 10 game winning streak right now. 
Uh, and now we just lost a center, another center on this team. We need to figure this out. Yeah, then I'd do it. But no, not right now. Absolutely not. All it right. was a fun conversation a couple weeks ago, but no. <laughs> All right. I wanted to be buyers. Up any, I'm not giving I up I want to be buyers time. here on uh, November 24th, but well, never mind. It's it's the difference of, like, what do, you, what do you need on this team? You need to fill out a roster right now. You don't need to be – you don't need to make sure it's still competitive. Chase getting called up means we're we're still trying to go to the top of the draft lottery. I think, well, here's the other thing. We're talking about the fourth line, okay? Small potatoes. I'm sorry for everybody that says. Do we have you know, a fourth line? I feel like we have. We have two fourth three lines. Three fourth lines. So what's the difference? We have a first line and three fourth lines. I'm, they, I'm, trading, I'm trading for a center. Look, if they were going to make a move, you're not making it now that your, your call up from Grand Rapids got hurt. You you would have made the move before the season even started because you weren't sure about Puce. Uh, you don't know if Fabry can cut it as like an eventual alternate center. Um, but you know what, Matt? That is a real Steve Eiserman answer. I'm trying to do the NHL 22 um, answer. Okay. Mike, if you're playing NHL I'm 22 moves. and you're making moves to fill out your fourth line, you're still screwing up. All right, just let the fourth line try and work itself There's out. There's no future for this team. I'm just going to win the championship the first year, and that's it. I don't play in oh, a different game. I did win my uh, – I won my first Stanley Cup, by the way, yesterday. So Edmondson was my – Congratulations, I, man. The NHL game has yeah. advanced enough that Edmondson won uh, the MVP award while not leading the team in points or leading the NHL in points. Uh, but his defensive stats were the highest. So they gave the, – the game has advanced enough to award the best defensive defenseman as – yeah. Wow. <laughs> as my MVP. Isn't that incredible? That's, I, a pretty, I like, that's a pretty woke game. I like that. that. There's a lot of things that the NHL game gets wrong, but uh, being able to have your best defensive defenseman win the MVP was, uh, was pretty nice. I was expecting – yeah, I was expecting, uh, I think I had like 14 points in 16 games for, for Dylan Larkin. And I was like, uh, uh, game's just going to give it to him because he has the most points on the team. But no, they saw, Mike, they saw that our whole game, we actually had a five-game five shutout streak. Well, it looks like we're wrapping up this episode. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> I'm trying to apply. I always take a dump on the NHL game. All right. No, you just right. put Soap Dish into a coma. You should apologize for that. <laughs> All right, um, this is a, a terribly structured episode, but a good celebration episode. Uh, thanks for tuning in, everybody, and uh, this was it. Mike, we're, we're off uh, for a couple of weeks now, and uh, we'll be back, yeah, to, in two weeks <laughs> to do another live episode. It's a long time. Yeah, yeah it's, it's the holidays, my man. Uh, so we're going to enjoy the holidays. You guys will have some episodes that will be coming up. Uh, we've got free agency, we've got uh, prospects, and we've got uh, oh, we've got our Mitchell Stevens episode coming out, especially for Tristan. So uh, <laughs> check that out, and uh, I hope you guys enjoy. And at, at uh, whatever you guys want, pull a Tristan, uh, DM us on Instagram or Twitter. Tell us if you want a specific episode. If you guys want to chase Pearson before he gets called up, 
just let me know. Put it together. But uh, until next Wednesday, everybody, have a good one. Woo!